Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, it has been an incredible uh, 2021 season of NASCAR. Um, I've just been enthralled by it all season. And uh, a man who has been on the ground there analysing, talking about this uh, this sport, something that he has been just absolutely entrenched in for so long. Now on the other side of it, uh, asking the questions, asking the tough stuff, is Dale Hunart Jr. Man, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to do it, man. I um, got a few friends over that way, and it's been a long time since I've been out to uh, to that part of the world, and I miss it. And I can't wait to get back. So it's kind of nice to talk to talk to you. And know we got a, a lot of folks over there that follow NASCAR and definitely interested in what we got going on over here. So uh, happy to be here. Yeah. Well, it was um, it was a, a phenomenal season. I mean, uh, I, I I couldn't believe it came down to the wire the way it did. The way it did. The top four in the championship. Top four all day at Phoenix. Uh, just, I mean, how exciting for you watching that come to come to a, the the crescendo? It was just a, uh, it was a really incredible, you know, season all the way through. And um, the, you know, we we all kind of knew Kyle Larson was going to be strong, and he had been in some different cars before in his career, and we certainly didn't know exactly how to. To you know, handicap his his ability in a stock car. Now he he wins in everything else he gets in, um, and we'd never seen him in the type of equipment that Rick Hendrick was going to give him. So I think we all anticipated great things out of him, but um, nobody was nobody had him really winning the championship that I that I can remember. We did a season preview with all of the NBC talent. And everybody had to make their picks on who would make the final four and who would win the championship. And nobody really was going to go all in on Larson to be the champion. But a lot of us thought he could make that final four, without a doubt. So um, he did uh, get there. And, um, you know, I didn't have him as the favorite at Phoenix. I thought Martin Truex Jr. was the, was the guy that was going to have the most speed. Uh, that track is similar to Richmond, New Hampshire, and a lot of racetracks uh, along the circuit that Martin has been great at this year. And so he also won at Phoenix earlier in, in the spring, so <clears throat> back in March. So I was, uh, I think everybody thought Martin was going to probably be the best car. But uh, we were standing on pit road right before the race, and... Um, we talked about pit crews. We said, you know, this the pit crews are going to be tested. They're going to have to make pit stops. They're going to have to be perfect. 
and positions can change on pit road during those pit stops and that could uh, affect the outcome of the race and, and it did uh, I mean absolutely the pit crew won the championship for Kyle Larson now he's a heck of a driver and he had to drive the car in the last few laps but the stop the pit crew made that got him the lead on that last restart I mean they 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 advanced him I think four positions three or four positions so um, that wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna get that done on the racetrack I don't think so it was uh, it was pretty impressive what they did and it's a team sport you know the drivers do a lot of work they get a lot of the credit but there's a ton of pit stops that happen throughout the year that make a big difference in the outcomes of these races and we saw that firsthand uh, this weekend in Phoenix. It's pretty cool. I think it's cool that, you know, we, we celebrate the driver, but the, the crews really put their stamp on that, that championship and that success. And it was obvious to everyone there that they played such a massive role. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I just thought it, uh, just the way they were able, those top four were able to fight it out all day at the front of that field. Um, you know, you'd be excused for thinking it was, it was, um, you know, it was planned that way, but it was just incredible to watch them all do that. And you say Martin Truex Jr., man, he was he was in control, wasn't he? And it epitomizes what that definition of teamwork is, was right there at the end. I mean, it was just incredible, incredible to watch. Um, for you, uh, being through the, you know, working now where you are and, and then but as a driver, the playoff system, you know, it's obviously got pros and cons a big time to have it. I mean... Uh, are you a fan? Do you think it, it can be modified in some way, shape or form? I mean, I, I watched this year and was just blown away with the entertainment of it. But how does everyone else feel in the pit lane? You know, I'm I'm a traditionalist and sort of uh, a bit old school. And I really appreciate the old format that we had where you raced all year long and accumulated points and, and whoever accumulated the most throughout the year, that was the guy. And sometimes you would have a championship that was decided before the final race. And, I, you know, I admired that. I thought that was uh, impressive. And I, appre I can appreciate that type of format. If they brought it back tomorrow, I'd be pretty excited, to be honest with you. But I, I, with all that said, it never, ever was going to produce the type of drama and the type of emotion and the type of highs, the highs and the, the very highest of highs and the lowest of lows, it was never going to produce what we're experiencing today in this elimination style format. It does have a lot of pros. It does have a lot of cons. I mean, I, I, I struggle at times with how guys are able to get to that final four. You know, you'll have a guy in the final four in the truck series that only led a couple laps in the season. You know, and it's like, well, how does that guy get there, right? He, how does, does he belong there? Um, you might have a guy that wins the championship that didn't win a race, you know? And you could obviously make that argument for the old format as well, but um, there is, uh, there's never been the, the type of drama that we see uh, now with this with, with what we experienced this year. Um, at the end of that race, uh, you had one driver 
that still to still 12 hours 24 hours later still doesn't believe what has happened to him you got one driver that won that title and he still in this moment doesn't believe that this is real and then you got three other guys that have never been more disappointed never been more heartbroken never been lower than they are right now and they'll have to dig themselves out of that hole and sort of re-motivate themselves and and reinvent that you know themselves and and sort of get themselves put back together to be able to go challenge for it again the next season and those highs and, and those lows man they take a toll on you mentally emotionally it's a long, it has long lasting effects it, it's it, you know and that's what we want to see our professional athletes experience and go through we want to see them push to the limit tested and i think this format really does that i think it really puts them in some very very uncomfortable situations and as hard as it was as a driver to experience that um you know, it's kind of what I want to see when I'm a fan and an observer and a broadcaster. I want to see the the drivers really put to the test. I want the I want the challenges to be there, and and it's certainly got physical challenges. And now with this type of a format, we have some mental situations that are just unbearable sometimes for these guys, and they got to fight through it. We really get to see who they really are, because. They can't hide from from themselves in this type of an environment, and and that is what's given us, um, you know, just the the can't not watch kind of situations. I mean, we just, just you know, I'm transfixed by these races at the moment. And you you mentioned about these emotions and these challenges from a from a uh, you know someone who was immersed in it from the driving point of view, who's now watching from a broadcaster point of view. I remember when I started doing TV for supercars and, you know, the most intriguing, most incredible thing was was walking around and, and seeing the faces of the drivers and, and the emotions that you recognised, right, but you didn't have to deal with anymore. Uh, is that the same for you, just seeing what they're going through and recognising every single part of it? And, and do you miss that or are you happy that you're on the other side? Happy. Um... I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I I might have had a different experience if I'd won a championship or multiple championships. You know, maybe the disappointments wouldn't have been so bad. But, I mean, I watched uh, Jimmy Johnson, who had won seven championships, uh, go through the lowest of lows emotionally, uh, mentally. And I would say, man, you, you've got all these championships. How can you let this, you know, this week's disappointment or this race get get you uh, so been out of shape? How, you know, if I had seven titles, I would I would let that roll right off my back. But maybe I wouldn't. You know, the competitor in you drives you to win, even with all that success. You you want more. And uh, I uh, when I was racing, man, I was a miserable person. And I knew it, but I, I wanted to be there. And I wanted yeah. I was going to go through that misery. I was going to go through that frustration because I knew that somewhere down the line there was a win. There was a celebration. There was a moment where you're on top of the world. And you would take, like Daniel Hemrick said after the Xfinity Series Championship Saturday night, he said, 
You know, he never won a race. His first win, he's now the champion. He said, I would trade. He said, I wouldn't trade uh, everything I've been through for one of these nights. You know, that he went through all of that hardship and losing and no wins and no celebrations, and he wouldn't trade it. Uh, you know, so he would go through it again to be able to sit, feel what he felt in that moment. And so, you know, I, I remember that, and, and it was tough to, to go through all of that disappointment and all that frustration to, to, to realize that victory that might be there out in front of you. And uh, you never knew when it was going to come. It might be the next race. It might be 100 races from now. But you were going to keep on trudging through the muck, you know. But finally, when I was happy and satisfied and, and comfortable with closing the door on my driving career, um, now I watch the drivers go through that, and I get emotional about it. To be honest with you, you know, I get nervous for them. I was sitting on the grid before the race, and I was I was nervous, like I was going to run the race. It was the weirdest feeling. I was I was nervous for the drivers. I really, um, I knew that emotion and that nerve and that anxiety that they were feeling, and I hated it for them. Um, I was feeling some, you know. I was jealous a little bit because I want to experience that too. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I was uh, it was a crazy thing. It was a really weird thing. But in the booth, I joke, we joke, and, and you'll understand this. There's no losses up there. You know, you, you might screw up or you're disappointed with your performance every once in a while, but there's no, there's no lost championships. There's no losses. Mm-hmm. There's no races where you, you know, there's no broadcast where somebody moves you out of the way in the last turn. Uh, we when we're when the checker flag falls and we go off the air that you leave it there. You can't do that as a race car driver. You take it everywhere you go, the happiness and the sadness. But in broadcasting, you get to experience this the sport uh, from an amazing point of view. And then when it's over, you get to go home and not not feel bad about any of it. You know, you just uh, try to do better every week. Yeah, uh, I, exactly. I think you explain that uh, absolutely perfectly. Um, so, talking about um, before as well uh, about some of the stuff that's been going on, the, the rivalries that that we've seen, and you you know you mentioned about the the playoff system has 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 probably you know exaggerated that more. And man, we have seen some stuff this year, and and the rivalries. Some of the veteran guys and and some of these guys that are coming through these young 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 players and charges. I mean, it's on. I mean, the 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 words that are coming out of some of these guys' mouths and and you know the what they're calling each other and stuff. Oh, it it's we need. We keep saying we need more of that in supercars down here. We need some more of this. They, we don't want them to all be friends. I mean, it's 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 full on. Yeah, it's been really. Uh... It's been different this year for sure, and and you got a group of veterans. You know, in my opinion, everybody might have a different opinion about this, but in my opinion, the traditional peak or when a driver kind of starts to nose over in performance is around about the age of 43 years old, and we got a lot of veterans that are getting close to that age, and I think that they kind of know that that's sort of when things start to maybe go go south and um for whatever reason that's sort of if you look at all of the you know all of the top 100 drivers in our sport all you know look at the list of winners and go through every one of their careers the majority of them start to sort of 
nose over in performance, the top five, the top tens, they come fewer and fewer after the age of 43. And so I think a lot of these guys sense that the end of their career is much, much closer than the beginning. And there's some urgency to get everything you can get while you can. Um, there's uh, some frustration that the end is not always in your control. You know, you don't always get to decide exactly how you close it out as far as your career. And the young drivers that are coming in, you know, they, they are not going to have this, you know, this amount of respect for you that you as a driver, a veteran, feel like they should. Not all the young guys are going to look up to you. They're in there trying to win. They're in there trying to push you out of the way, and you're just another driver to them. But the veterans, they want that respect. They think they demand, you know, deserve it. They demand it. And, and if you disrespect them, they take offense to that, and then they're going to teach you a lesson, right? That's what their, <laughs> their attitude is. And they're going to, you know, they're going to get out of the car and say things that, that uh, you've never heard them say before, you know, and they're going to get personal and test you. Uh, it's been, it has been more than this year than what we've seen in the past, and I agree that's a good thing. I think that part of that, and this may be, this may not be true, but when when our our sport was very much, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, one on one, you know, you me versus everyone else, uh, rough pushing each other around, fighting, arguing. No one liked anybody until we built the bus lot inside the racetrack and all the drivers bought buses and all of them started staying in this bus lot together. It was like a mobile home, traveling mobile home lot from racetrack to racetrack. And if they had a disagreement, uh, they were going to probably hash it out in the motorhome lot. One was going to go talk to the other one or they would get together and it would get sorted out. Or... They, they realized they were spending so much time around each other and they were at su such close proximity to each other all the time every single weekend that they weren't going to push each other around on the racetrack. It was like a big old buddy system going on. And it just wasn't worth running over each other because you're going to have to deal with this guy and be around him. And he's right next door in the bus you're next to in the parking lot. Then COVID came. They got rid of practice. They get, got rid of qualifying. The drivers literally fly in on race day and jump in their cars and race. They don't see each other. They don't hang out. They're not around each other. They're not in close proximity to each other throughout the weekend staying in these bus lots anymore. And I think that that may have an influence on how they treat each other. Like if I don't have to see you at all during the week and you can't get to me, no telling what I might do to you on that racetrack. Uh, and so I think that's part of it, you know. I, I think that is. Um, when, when we were traveling around and, and flying in on Thursday nights and at the racetrack until Sunday, and we were literally 20 yards from each of us, every driver was in a very close proximity in this bus lot at every single racetrack we go to. You know, they literally, everybody knew each other maybe a little bit too good. You know, everybody became a little bit too close. The drivers would all spend a lot more time around each other in these little cliques. And so that might have some something to do with it.
but uh, you know it it, uh, it it's good to have those guys pushing each other around a little bit I will say this too I know I'm running long on this answer but the new car coming has a composite body uh, I think they're going to be beating on each other a little bit more because the car that we have now if they rub fenders it usually results in a flat tire it's too risky they don't want to touch the wall because it's too any kind of uh, deflection or, or, or change in the body tends to always be a bad deal for them aerodynamically and so they can't rub they can't race the car up against the wall they can't rub into bump into each other for fear of, of either getting a flat tire or hurting the aerodynamics inside force of the race car but the new car has a composite body and uh, doesn't you know it's gonna bounce right back you know you can beat on each other and push into each other it's less way way less likely to cut a tire and so um, we've seen a lot of this success in the Xfinity series with this type of body the guys are pretty aggressive with it they'll bounce it off the wall without a thought and they'll run into each other without a thought all that stuff pops back into place when they get done beating on each other a little bit so that's going to be a good thing because i think our cup guys would love to be more aggressive at times and they just they just can't because the car just can't handle it the tires are cut down yeah well that is going to be interesting and it's really interesting answer you say about that um, about the fly in on the race day fly out again that's man it's it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves over the next uh, little while but you just yeah you brought up uh, next gen uh which is super exciting car looks amazing uh, big changes with gearbox, wheels, suspension. I mean, so much stuff that's changed. And uh, I saw that, you know, uh, you got to drive that car just uh, a week or so ago at uh, Bowman Gray Stadium, that tiny little quarter mile or whatever it is. Uh, and I've seen some of your uh, your stuff about what you've said, but just um, give us your quick impressions of what you reckon. I will. Um, you know, you guys uh, are, are probably pretty uh, – you you had a lot of time working with independent rear suspension. I'm sure that's kind of a brand new thing for NASCAR next year. And uh, going from a four nine inch rear housing that's not independent to a, to having independent rear suspension, the the feel of the car and the the way just going around this quarter mile racetrack when I went to go apply throttle. I was anticipating a ton of wheel spin because when you're trying to get the power down with that four nine inch rear end housing, it's trying to argue with you. It's not trying to do what you want it to do. It's trying to do the opposite. And it's arguing with you as you're trying to put the tires down to the racetrack. And one's trying to spin and the other's trying not to spin. And it just never really does anything great. Well, the independent rear suspension, when I was driving at Bowman Gray Stadium and I went to apply the gas, both those tires were doing both this, the car really hunkered down on the right rear, but the left rear was still driving the car forward. It wasn't trying to spin like we tend to have with these cars. And so I was really impressed with how much forward drive the car had with this type of rear suspension. It is a bigger tire, a little more contact patch on the racetrack, and uh, the sidewall is much shorter. Uh, and so in turn, you would imagine it would be much stiffer. Uh, but the car had great drive forward on a very, very small racetrack, which I think is a good sign. And they, the braking power, the, the rotors on the car are, are much, much larger. And it's a much bigger caliper on the race car. So the braking, braking performance is, in, is much better. And 
in a in, I think that'll be a good thing too. The guys will just the, the the drivers will adapt to that and drive and race back up to the limit of the brakes. But they're going to be racing these cars harder, deeper into the corner. There's going to be a lot more braking performance as road courses. We're going to see uh, the guys tend to have to be very careful, almost like nimble around the road courses with the current car. I think they can really drive this car, much like we see the V8 supercar guys. Uh, they throw them cars around the racetrack. It's so impressive. And um, I think that what we see next year with our, with our next-gen car may be more similar to how your guys' cars perform around the road courses. So um, I'm looking forward to, to those two things. The, the, the rear drive was really nice. And the braking performance. Uh, with the bigger tire, bigger wheel, bigger calipers, rotors, uh, the way the car has been designed, there are some limitations to the steering lock. We don't have the ability to really turn the steering as far to the left or the right. And so I think unless they can um, improve that, then there's going to be some problems on pit road with guys getting boxed in or blocked in to their pit stalls. They're not going to have the turning radius to get out of those situations that we can get out of now with our current car. And also, when the car gets loose sideways, with the limited steering lock, you can only turn so far to recover from a spin. So it might, it, you might hear drivers, I'm saying this because you're probably going to hear some drivers mention these things when they get out of the car or after a wreck or after a spin or they're going to be talking about the steering lock and the limitation. It's, it feels like it's almost half of what we have today. And so they'll adapt to that even if we never improve it. They'll adapt to it and, and learn how to handle it. But it would be nice, I think, to get a little bit more steering ability and turning uh, radius in the car. Uh, to be able to get on and off pit road, in and out of your pit stall, and also to be able to have a lot of freedom in, in controlling the car when it's out of control. And uh, the sidewall is really short. And so when I was at this test, I drove the car for 20 laps, but Tony Stewart drove it for about 100 laps, and he spun out twice. And I, I came to Tony Stewart, and I said, Hey, man, you know, you, you spun out. Was there any warning? What did you feel? He's like, I never had a clue it was going to do that. It had a, had a ton of grip, and then it was gone. And with the shorter sidewall, it feels there's a, there's a stiffness, an increase in stiffness in, in the, the sidewall. There's less deflection in the sidewall. So currently, when we go down in the corner, our wheel moves around inside the tire, and the driver senses that and and it provides the driver a window of forgiveness and 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 an understanding of really uh being able to control the car in a slide if the car does get loose and when you take away that deflection in the sidewall you take away the driver's ability to sense the car getting ready to spin right or sense the tire getting ready to slip and so we're going to have a lot of guys that just bust their tail for no reason, you know, and they're going to get out and go, I don't know what happened. I had no warning. <laughs> I was not loose. I don't know why I spun out. And um, you guys, you know, y'all run on a very similar tire. 
and exactly uh, y'all run on a very low profile yeah. tire you know you do yeah. and, and while uh while it's pretty forgiving at least last time i drove a, a v8 supercar it was really a lot of fun and you could really get aggressive with it um i think with the bigger contact patch it's kind of like it's there and then it's not and so it'll be interesting to to hear the drivers when they get out of the car after a spin uh and and what they think about that tire and and that sort of ability to recognize when you're about to be in trouble uh you had you know you have a lot of you have a lot of understanding and under, you know you kind of know what you're dealing with with the current tire but this one's going to be a very small window of opportunity to try to recover uh and there's a lot of other things too about the car i could keep going on and on we we have centered the tailpiece up on the car and why is that important well when it was on the current car the tailpiece is moved all the way over to the right so you have this very straight right side quarter panel and that provides a lot of aerodynamic downforce on an oval racetrack it's like a big billboard on the right side of the car and and it keeps you in y'all from really coming around and spinning the car out you can really yeah, drive the car in y'all uh, uh, much further well when we center up the rear end uh, or the tailpiece on the car it takes that billboard off and it, it, it sort of rounds the quarter panel of the car like you see on a production model car and uh, it's symmetrical so they're gonna not they're not you know the drivers aren't gonna have a lot of side force a lot of lateral grip whatever you want to have whatever you want to choose to describe it they're not going to have what they're used to so i wouldn't be surprised if we see these guys really busting their tail you know the tire the side force uh they're they're, they're going to lose it's going to really make them uh have to learn how to drive this thing and they're going to make a lot of mistakes uh throughout the first half of the year yeah it, it's it sounds exciting and, and everything you're talking about there i think uh uh, any supercar drivers sitting there going, I know what you're talking about. When you, you're talking about all these things with the with the car and the independent rear and and the way the tire feels and it, you've got grip, 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 and then it's gone. So um, I think it's very relative. They've moved a lot closer than what they've ever been before. What we do here, and, and personally, some of us think that we should have we should have just ordered for our next gen car, our gen three car. We should have just ordered 26 of what you've got and just brought them down to Australia because it would have been so much easier. And your car looks fantastic because we're heading towards that, um, you know, Mustang Camaro two-door kind of deal for Gen 3. Um, and you've already got it, so we should have been using it. Hey, I'm not going to hold you up too much longer, but I thought, um, I wonder if the, the person that's most looking forward to Gen 3 change is the guy that's got to glue all those, those nuts on the wheels all the time. Is he looking forward to not having to do that anymore? <laughs> Who's that? The, the guy who has to glue all the nuts on the wheels currently, he must be looking forward to not having to do it. Going, yeah, going to a single lug. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be pretty uh, – I don't think that's going to change anything about what a race looks like, and uh, it's not going to have any kind of a negative impact. That was, you know, There was some traditionalists in our world and in our, our fan base that fall against this very hard. And a lot of the teams even fought against it, but um, I think it's a good thing. It's much safer. Uh, you're not going to have a wheel uh, exiting a race car at high speeds uh, with a single lug. It, it may loosen, but it will stay locked on the car, and that'll be safer for the drivers. I've driven cars where the wheels have come off, 
uh, you're a couple laps away from the finish of the race. You know you got a loose wheel, and, and if you come down pit road, you're going to lose two laps. You stay out there, the wheel flies off, you, you flop into the fence, and you take a few guys with you. It's a terrible experience. But uh, so I'm glad that the drivers won't have to feel that ever again. And um, it should make the stop itself simpler for the guy performing that task, right? To put that tire on there. It's less room for error, right? You don't have to worry about five lugs and getting them all tight and happen to maybe missing one or anything like that. Uh, it should be a much simpler process to, to change the tire. So that's, that's something I'm sure all those guys are looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mate, yeah, amazing season. Uh, have loved listening to you and the team. Uh, what a, It's a huge broadcast. It's incredible. Um, I've really just got so engaged with it this year, more than maybe ever before. Um, and I can't wait for 2022 to kick off with so much to look forward to. But uh, in the meantime, man, hey, just appreciate your time. Uh, loving what you're doing. And one of these days, hopefully in the near future, uh, we'll be actually able to see each other in person. Man, I love that. Um, I tell you, I uh, I got a chance to, to to go over that way and get to Australia and the Gulf, the you know go up to the Great Barrier Reef, and and that was back around 2006, and I it it was the uh, it's the most beautiful part of the world. I mean, I, I've been all over the place, and there's nothing like it. And I I'm, I've since been married, and it's. Um, I think about it almost every day, being able to be able to take my wife uh, to where you guys are and, and let her see that. And also, you know, the, the culture and the, the personality, uh, everything you guys do is, is a lot of fun. Y'all do cars better than anybody I know. Uh, I was a big fan of the Holden and uh, actually got a G8 uh, because the Holden came to the States as a Pontiac G8. So I bought a G8 and turn it back into a Holden, and uh, got all the bumpers and all the all the interior stuff Grilled. to make it a Holden. So, I'm a huge, huge fan of the culture, and and uh, and I'm and I'm hoping to get back down there very, very soon. Uh, and and I'm I'm sure we'll cross paths. It'll be a lot of fun. So, I, I tune in and try to keep up with the racing and the motorsports and everything happening down there. And I got some friends that help me do that and keep me up to speed. And uh, till till we meet again. Man, thanks, Dale Jr. Yes, sir. Thank you.